So I want to just finish off. I was talking about a limitless favor, and I'm not going to go through all this stuff, but I wanted to just talk about seven benefits of limitless favor. The first one that I spoke about last week was that limitless favor, and of course we're declaring 2019 to be limitless 2019, amen? Limitless 2019, and we have uh, spoken about Ephesians 2 and uh, 3 and 20 that says that uh, unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. How much is your God able to do? Exceedingly. How much is your God able to do tonight? Some of you are looking at me like as if you don't mean that. How much, how much, how much is your God, your God able to do? All right, praise the Lord. That's a little better. Uh, so we're preaching that this year is limitless 2019, and we are directing our faith towards a limitless favor. We're saying that it's a favor that's never been seen or heard before, a favor that knows no end, a favor that cannot be depleted. Hallelujah. A favor that is full of the, carries the presence of God. A favor that is able to impact both my today and my tomorrow. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. So now limitless favor, number one, will cause godly promotion. I'm not looking for man to promote me, but I am looking for God to promote me. God does use man. All right. But we don't want it to be a man-made thing. It's got to be a God-given promotion, and limitless favor will do that. And I spoke about Esther, how that she was an outsider, and the king, basically, on a given day, wanted to show uh, the people his uh, royalty, to show his worth, and he brought out all the utensils and all the cutlery and all the great things, and then, at a given moment, he wanted his queen, Queen Vashti, to come out, and she didn't. And of course, that caused the king to be very upset. And he said, well, what do I need to do right now? And so his counselor said, why don't you look for some beautiful woman and out of those women, choose somebody else. And so it so happened that Esther was part of uh, the virgins that were brought before the king. And the Bible says that she was raised up by her cousin, Mordecai. She was an orphan. As a young little girl, she had been orphaned and had been adopted by her cousin, and he took her in as her daughter, raised her up as her daughter. And so here she is standing in this lineup of beautiful women, and the king's uh, cupbearer, or the king's uh, whatever, whatever he is, the guy that attends to the king, saw Esther, and immediately the Bible says that he favored her. In Esther 2 and verse 9, it says there, and the young woman, that's Esther, pleased him, Haggai, who was the in charge of the woman, and won his favor. And then in verse 15 in the ESV Bible, it says, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abiel, the uncle of Mordecai, who take her, her as his own daughter to go to the king, she asked for nothing except that what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had charge of the woman advised. Now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. Say, limitless favor will bring about godly promotion in my life. Then verse 17 says, The king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen 
instead of Vashti. That's what godly promotion will do because of a limitless favor. Can I get an amen in this place? Number two, the second benefit of limitless favor is this, that it will bring about favor or a limitless favor in every sphere of your life. Not just talking about the spiritual part, we're talking about every sphere of your life. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3 and verse 1 in the NIV says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands where? In your heart. Keep my commands where? Keep my commands where? In my heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Can I tell you right now, the word in your mind will just give you a whole lot of information. But when you get the heart, the word into your heart, it'll give you revelation. And that revelation is what will bring into your life peace and prosperity. Can I get an amen? You're very quiet in this church tonight. Everybody okay? All right. Okay. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then... You will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Hallelujah. So the Bible says here that there's a favor, a limitless favor that we're declaring that will be not just with man, but more importantly with God. God first. I want the favor of God. And if that happens to be the favor of man as well, so be it. Amen. I want God's approval first on my life. If anybody else approves, that's fine. If they don't approve, that's also fine. But what I'm looking for is God's approval on my life. Can you say amen? In the ESV Bible, it says, uh, verse 4, So you will find favor and good success. Good what? Good what? Good success in the sight of God and man. It's quite amazing when you talk to Christians how... They kind of feel like it's not important to be successful. Or they, you know, they have like, oh, we don't want to get materialistic, you know. We want to be like spiritual. And yet, there's no spirituality in their life anyways. But it's important for us, and I say this because, you know what, sometimes it's embarrassing to do business with Christian people. Because their work is sloppy. They, they, they take your money, and then when, when the goods are broken, you know, you can't actually say, hey, can I have my money back because you're supposed to be a pastor? Where's your love, brother? Where's your love, brother? Well, like, I gave you my money. Was my money broken? How come you can use my money, but the service you gave me is broken? So success is very important. And I want to just share a couple of things with you. What really is success? What is success? And of course, there is a difference between the success the world uh, kind of knows and, and what we call success. But number one, success is actually a product of, yeah, believe it or not, hard work. Oh, it got very quiet in this place right now. Very quiet. Now, as Christians, we should be hard workers. Can I get an amen? amen. Smile at somebody and say he's talking to you tonight. <laughs> you should look at some of the faces tonight. But praise God, it's good to be a worker and a hard worker. Hallelujah. Come on. There should be people out there that say, no, we're not going to use him, him. We want you because we know you're a hard worker. So success is a product of hard work. Actually, 
we can see that when God created mankind and placed him in the garden, he created him in the garden, put him in the garden to work. Huh? Amen? Genesis 2 and 7, when the Lord God formed man of the dust, he breathed, and then man became a living being. And then verse 15 says, and the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Can I tell you that God has never changed his mind with regards to his mandate to mankind? In other words, we were created by God to work. Lift your hands and say, I was created by God to work. All right? There's nothing wrong with being a hard worker. We can be a smart worker as well. But I believe in working and in working hard. And then also, we use all our talents to glorify God and to further His kingdom. That's, that's the reason why He's given you talents. That's the reason why you're anointed. That's the reason why you're prospering. He has given you talents and abilities. You have talents and abilities that I don't have. I have talents and abilities that you don't have. But all of our talents are used to glorify God and actually are used to further His kingdom. All right? So that's important for us to know. We're called to steward all that we have been given and while we wait for Jesus to come back again. Can you say amen? What is success? Success is not only hard work, but number two, success is having everything we need. It's, it's having everything we need to do what God has called us to do. That's what success is. It's having everything that you need, everything that I need, to do what God has called me to do. And let me tell you that part of that is the vocation that you're doing. God uses that vocation to bring about His will, to bring about His kingdom, to further His work. God will bless the hands of your work, but He also expects you and I to generate a return by using our talents towards a productive end. Come on. Those talents are given so that you can produce. Hallelujah. All you need is just to read the parable of the talents. To one was given five, to another three, and to another one. The one that had five doubled and got another five. The one that had three got doubled and got another three. And the one that had one, what did he do? He went and hid it under the earth. And when the master came, who was the one that was chastised? The one that did nothing with his talents. So you are given talents, you are given abilities, and God expects that you work those talents so that you can be productive. Say, God has blessed me and anointed me with talents so that I can be productive and multiply what the Lord has put into my hands. Amen. Praise God. So we have limitless favor in every sphere of our lives, not just spiritually speaking, but talking about in the marketplace, talking about limitless favor in the educational place, whatever sphere that you're in, maybe you're in the medical field, maybe you're in the media, maybe you're in the government, maybe you're in the banking, maybe you're in the IT. Do we have any IT folks? Well, in the IT, God wants you to prosper. There is limitless favor, amen, and it involves every sphere of your life. Number three, what are the benefits of 
limitless favor. Number three, it will produce an endurance on the inside of you. Did I miss something out? I missed something out. Sorry. Success, the third part to success. What is it? Success means working for God and not for our own selfish means. Okay? So that's what success means. All right. The third benefit of limitless favor is endurance. Limitless favor is what enables you to wake up day after day, doesn't matter what you are facing, and to be able to push through and to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Psalm 30 verse 5, NIV says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts, what? A lifetime. His favor lasts a lifetime. When you know that God is quick to favoring you, it means that He is behind you. It means that He is backing you up. And when you know that all of heaven is backing you up, no matter what you are going through, you have the ability to endure. Can I get an amen in this place? Lift your hands and say, limitless favor. A favor that is for a lifetime means that I have the ability to endure no matter what I am facing, no matter what I am going through, there is a limitless favor that gives me the capacity to endure. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even when nobody is for you, because the favor is for a lifetime. Every day when you wake up, there is new favor. Hallelujah. Every day when you wake up, you want to say, God, I thank you for fresh favor. There's a fresh dose of favor that is waiting for me today, in this day. Fresh dose of limitless favor. Hallelujah. And because of that, there is a capacity on the inside of you to be able to face yet another day. Every day when you wake up, there's new favor. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, there's new favor. A never-ending supply of limitless favor that is there for your good, your benefit, for your advantage. Hallelujah. And it's impossible for you to quit when there is limitless favor every day of your life. Can you say amen? amen. Look at somebody and tell them, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Come on, look at somebody and tell them, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Limitless favor will help you to endure. Amen. Number four, what's the next benefit of limitless favor? Number four, it is uncommon recognition. And I love lead, reading the story about Nehemiah. In Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, this is what Nehemiah prays. He says, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. He was referring to the king. He says, I was cupbearer to the king. It's an amazing story here when you read the story of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. And what happens is one of uh, a Jewish brother comes in and Nehemiah starts to inquire about the Jewish people and about Jerusalem. And uh, the guy says, you know what? It's not going so well, actually. The people are troubled. The people are actually in disgrace. And uh, there's weeping. And, and actually, as a matter of fact, the walls are broken down and the city of Jerusalem is not in a good place. The gates have been burned with fire. Everything has been reduced to rubble and ash. And actually, it's not a good 
thing. And the Bible says when Nehemiah hears the story, he falls down to the ground and he begins to, he begins to cry, he begins to weep. And the Bible says he, he begins to pray and fast for several days and then he begins to pray. Verse 5 is the beginning of his prayer. And I want us to read that. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love. Covenant of what? Covenant of love. With those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of servants praying before you day and night. For your servants, the people of Israel, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. And then he prays that prayer. He says, God, let there be favor upon my life. Amen. I want to tell you that limitless favor is an indication of God's love for you. Limitless favor. So we don't have to try and pray it up. We don't have to, you know, try and work it up. If you know that there is a love covenant between you and God, then limitless favor basically is an indication of God's amazing love that He has for you. Limitless favor also means that He delights in you. Look at somebody telling them, God delights in you. Come on, say it like you're a good person tonight. Look at somebody in the eyes and tell them, man, God delights in you. God, come on, come on. Some of you are a little bit too intense and stressed out. God delights in you tonight. Hallelujah. Limitless favor is an indication of God's love for you, and it means that God delights in you. So Nehemiah, what does Nehemiah do? He, he understands the power of the love covenant, and he gets back to the love of God. He gets back to the love of God. Limitless favor means your heart is right with God. Now hear me tonight. If you are seeing no favor and there is no evidence of favor in your life, maybe it's because your love for Him has grown cold. Can I tell you, if your heart is warm to God and you are in a love covenant with God, there will be limitless favor. There will be the manifestation of limitless faith because your heart is right listen to what proverbs 12 and 2 in the passion translation says it says if your heart is right favor flows from the lord hallelujah if your heart is right favor flows from the lord if there is no love in your heart then can i tell you you might not see the favor that you should be seeing but if your heart is right, what does it say? Favor flows from the Lord. Jesus actually described what the state of people's hearts would be like in these end times that we are living in. Did you know that? In Matthew 24 and 12. 
Jesus said, and because lawlessness will abound. I mean, if we have ever seen lawlessness, it's like now. There is lawlessness all over the world. Not just here in South Africa, but all over the world. There is lawlessness. And, the, and he says, the love of many will grow cold. That's why I keep telling people, Christianity is really about the heart. How is your heart doing? If your heart is right with God, then you will see limitless favor break out in every area of your life. Why? Because when your heart is right, favor flows from God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when your heart is right, favor flows from the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. Praise God. So what did Nehemiah do? Remember, he's just heard this incredible news. And uh, living in the lap of luxury as the king's cupbearer, but now he gets to hear about the news. Everybody's in distress. It's, they're all in trouble. The walls are burnt down. The gates are burned. And what does he do? He begins to really get his heart back to God because now he's looking for favor. He needs a miracle. He feels like he's got to do something for the people of Israel and something for the state of the city. The walls are broken. The place is in ruins. There's fire. And what does he need? He's, he's putting his faith into, I need some favor right now. I, 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 need, I need a favor that's never seen or heard before. I need a favor that is able to accomplish the impossible. Here I am in exile. I'm in Babylonian. I'm a king's cupbearer. And in my land, the people are in distress. I need favor. Is there anybody like that tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. So what does he do? Nehemiah immerses himself in the love of God. If you need to activate the favor, the limitless favor of God, get your heart warm before God, man. Because when the heart is right, favor flows from the Lord. Look at the other neighbors and neighbor. I'm talking to you tonight. When your heart is right, favor flows from the Lord. Hallelujah. So he got his heart right. And five months later, God gives him the favor that he is looking for. A favor came in the form of uncommon recognition. Chapter 2 of Nehemiah verse 1 says, In the month of Nisan, that's five months later, in the, in the year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I'd, been, I'd not been sad in his presence before. And so the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. And I was very much afraid. But I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? And the king said to me, what is it you want? And then I prayed to the God of heaven. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something here. The king, he's not like sitting in his backyard garden, you know, just him and the cat and the dog and maybe a couple of birds. He, he's a king. He's a prominent people. There are a lot of people coming and going out of his presence. There's a lot of people. It's like a railway station. There are people coming and giving him gifts and all kinds of stuff. And of all the people that he recognizes... And he chooses to do something for is Nehemiah. 
Lift your hands and say, limitless favor will give me uncommon recognition. Hallelujah! will give you uncommon recognition in that business. Whatever it is that you put your hand to will give you uncommon recognition in that family situation. Can I get an amen? And here's what the king asked. What is it you want? And I hear the voice of limitless favor tonight. I see the expression of limitless favor tonight. A favor never seen or heard before. And a favor that can never be exhausted or depleted. A favor that overflows with the bounty of God asking you, what is it that you want? Hallelujah. Do you have the faith to receive that tonight? And I answered the king. Verse 5, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor, limitless favor, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. And then the king with the queen, hallelujah, sitting beside him, asked him, how long will your journey take? And when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. And I also said to him, and he's pushing his luck now. He's, he's, he's saying, well, you know what? If I've got favor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the boundaries on this thing. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm going to max out on this card. If this card tells me I've got 100,000 uh, that I can use, I'm going to use 100,000. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't, don't let your faith work half the thing. Use your faith for, to max out. Bapi Lemon said, let your faith max it out. Come on, hit the person next to you because you're maxing out. You, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna receive everything, that limitless favor. What is it that you want tonight? Hallelujah. He said, actually, if you, want, you know what, if it pleases the king, uh, and I'm being a bit cheeky, but can I have letters for the governors of the trans-Euphrates so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah? Okay, anything else? Yeah, as a matter of fact, can I also have a letter to give to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he'll, he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. Hallelujah. Come on. I hear limitless favor asking you, what is it that you want? Well, I don't know, just, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, I'm just a poor person. I'm, I'm just, no, no, no. You're, you're a child of God, hallelujah. You've been redeemed through the blood of Christ. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of, of God. Hallelujah. You're born again. You're a child of God. What is it that you want? Amen. And he said, not only that, and because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. And so I went... All right, and then the last sentence there kind of just says it all. The king had also sent an army of officers and cavalry with me. Hallelujah. So, I mean, notice, first of all, that both the king and the queen recognized the favor that was upon Nehemiah. And I want to say, limitless favor will attract prominent people into your life. You believe that tonight? You receive that tonight? Say it with me. Limitless favor will attract prominent people into your life. Let me tell you that God will send people in your direction to help you. We don't function on our own. You can't do it on your own. We are people related. We were built to network, to work together. And there are some 
important, prominent people that God will send into your, into your camp because of limitless favor. So what did Nehemiah, he got letters from the political officials, from the manufacturing officials, from the industrial officials. He got letters from the armed guard security. I mean, he had limitless favor that went into the political arena. It went into the manufacturing, industrial, wood-making arena. He, he got favor into the security, into the defense force arena. I mean, limitless favor went into all directions. All this uncommon, never seen or heard before recognition because of limitless favor. Can you say amen? Number five, what else will limitless favor do? Give you supernatural increase. Not just increase, but supernatural increase. Leviticus 26 and 9. NIV says, I will look on you with favor. This is God speaking. I will look on you how? With favor. Is there a full stop after that? Does it carry on? Can you read that for me? And make you and Hallelujah. Can I tell you that it's impossible to have limitless favor and not experience the increase and abundance of God while still keeping your love relationship with Him? 3 John 2, New King James Version says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. What's the key? The key is keeping your heart right, even whilst you are prospering. I've seen so many people get messed up because they get wealth, they prosper financially, but their spirit doesn't prosper financially. They back off. Now they don't have time to spend with God. Actually, the more you prosper, the more of the word you need because you need to manage that prosperity. You need to have wisdom for that prosperity. It doesn't take a lot of faith to manage poverty. It takes a whole lot more faith to manage prosperity. So that's why 3 John 2 is written. Because he says to the degree that your soul, your love relationship with God is prospering, so should you be prospering in every other area of your life. Can I get an amen? Number six, what else does the benefits of limitless favor? The ability to carry godly influence. Amen. You're in this city of Durban. Not just because God didn't run out of cities to find for you. Well, you just happen to be born in this city or you just happen now to be stuck in the city because you don't have enough money to go to New Zealand or Australia. You are here because God put you in this city. And there is a godly influence upon your life. Hallelujah. When you look at Joseph, Genesis 39, 21, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Even though, when you, we haven't got time to go into Joseph's story, but even though his very own family envied Joseph, were jealous, did all kinds of evil against him, he was able to carry godly influence even when he was in that prison cell because of limitless favor. I want, can we get to the next screen? It says there, limitless favor is the special affection of God upon your life. Hallelujah. That's what Joseph had. Can you say amen? amen. Number seven, the last one, the benefit of limitless favor is God's hand of confirmation upon your life. Limitless favor is an indication that God 
God's hand is on your life, that he has confirmed what it is that you are doing. When you look at the story of Gideon in the book of Judges, very interesting. But in Judges chapter 6, verse 17, NIV Bible says, Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking. And remember, I mean, the Bible says that Israel did evil, begins chapter 6 by saying they did evil in the sight of, of the Lord. And then the Lord God gave them to the Midianites, Amalekites, the people of the East. And for years, they were tormented and plagued. And every time that they would come to reap a harvest, the Amalekites, Midianites would come and would just devour all of their hard work. And just like that, all of their hard work would just get eaten up. And so the Bible says that Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine press. I mean, he was like the, the worst, the runt of the family. And the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And like Gideon said, like, are, you, are you like talking to me? Are you, are you smoking something? Are you, is, are you talking to me? I mean, he was so full of doubt and so lacking confidence and boldness that when God said, yeah, actually it is you that I'm talking about. I want to use you. I want to use you to deliver the Israelites, your people, from the hand of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the people of the East. And so Gideon says, well, can I get a sign from you that you are favoring me, that you are favoring me? Hallelujah. Limitless favor, can I tell you, is a strong indication that God has selected you for a specific task. Hallelujah. Every one of us has been given an assignment by God to do on this earth. And you still are a husband, you can, you're still a father, you're still a businessman, you're still whatever it is that you are that you do. But I want you to know that every one of us as a child of God has been given an assignment by God. And limitless favor is an indication that he has selected you for a specific task. Gideon's task was to defeat the oppression of the Midianites, Amalekites, and the people of the East. And how many people did God use together with Gideon to defeat them? Can you remember? 300 men that was used to defeat a formidable army. The Midianites, Amalekites, only 300 men. Hallelujah. I want you to know, family of God, that you must believe that limitless favor is not just a good thing, but a God thing. And that you need to seek and expect limitless favor in your life. Can I get an answer from you tonight? Hallelujah. Some of you are not convinced tonight. I don't know. I need to maybe speak in Chinese or something. But I, I want you to know, you have to believe. You have to know that you know that you know that you know. That limitless favor is a God thing that you need to seek it and expect it in your life. Psalm 84 verse 11 NIV says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. No good thing will he withhold. Hallelujah. So he wants you to have the favor. He wants there to be a limitless favor. 
Hallelujah. That's why sometimes we just have to reposition, realign, get our thinking right, get our minds straight, get our, our minds transformed as we get the Word of God washing our mind so that we can receive and and, and, and have limitless favor in our lives. You say, well, praise God, Pastor, that's wonderful. When, when can I expect limitless favor? As soon as your faith is ready for it. I, I mean, right now. Psalm 102 verse 13 says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is coming just now. 2020, next year. Huh? 2025 maybe. When is the set time for the favor of God? We are the Zion of God. We are the people of God. Hallelujah. So limitless favor is right now. I can expect, you ought to expect limit right now. The moment you walk out of these doors, you ought to expect limitless favor. When you put your head to rest, you ought to expect your dreams are just going to be full of limitless favor. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. What are you going to expect? limitless favor. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. Amen. I want everybody to stand up and we're going to have that declaration. All right. We're going to end with that declaration. Are we alive and awake in this place? You're going to, this is your faith speaking. This is your faith being vocalized tonight. Come on. Your mountain needs to hear you declaring this. Your giants need to hear you saying this tonight. Can I get an amen? Here we go. One, two, three. Heavenly Father, I declare today that because of the work of the cross and my covenant with Jesus, that I am entitled to limitless favor. I expect the limitless favor of God to be upon me, through me, and around me. Wherever I go and in whatever I do, I declare limitless favor to be my shield from anything and everything the enemy may seek to throw my way. I am aligned and positioned to experience the immeasurable, unsurpassable, unimaginable, limitless favor of God. A favor never seen or heard before. A favor that knows no bounds or limitations. A favor that is never depleted. A favor that is forever resourceful. A favor that is overflowing with creativity. A favor that carries with it the presence of God. A favor that has the power to impact both my present and my future. I believe that limitless favor is my portion. And that beginning from today, limitless favor begins to manifest in my life. Increasing every day in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Father, as we go our various ways, thank you that you go before us. I thank you, Lord, for the evidence of all the benefits that we have spoken about limitless favor over every life, every family, in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Have a phenomenal week. We love you, all right? Limitless favor over every one of you. Amen.